What up, nerds? Uh, this is For the Love of the Pod, a show about sports, crime, sex, controversy, but mostly sports. I am your real mom, Thomas May. With me, as always, is Brian Owen and Aaron Mason. That's Dr. Owen. Fuck. Call me daddy. Okay, daddy, Mason, and <laughs> Dr. Owen. Do I get a fun nickname? I guess it's real mom yeah, this you're, week. you're real mom. So I was on... Um, an unnamed dating app the other day. Actually, this was today. Grinder. Yes. Nice. And um, I was talking to a lovely young man, I mean woman, um, and I made the, the garbanzo bean joke. Are you familiar with this joke? What's the difference between no. a garbanzo bean? <laughs> Tell me. What's the difference for our listeners and for Aaron? What's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? I don't know. I wouldn't pay to have a garbanzo bean on me. Pause for effect. <laughs> so needless to say, I haven't got a reply back. Uh, <laughs> because it's an old joke. She didn't know it. I asked her if she knew it. Wait, so you did get a response. You just got through saying I, I have asked not got her, a response. I asked her if she knew the garbanzo bean joke, and she said no. And then I told her. And then she probably saw it, and she's like, oh, I do know that joke, and, and it's she, dumb. And she probably reported me. Well, that's not your first time. <laughs> have you guys been watching any uh, Halloween movies lately in the spirit of... H- Hubie Halloween, have you seen that? Uh, so Kirsten and I started it, and we never finished it. We got through it the first like 20 minutes and just it's long. didn't like it. You didn't like it? I thought no. it was really funny. It had. It, it, I, I, I don't know. It felt like... It, there's another movie that, that he did where he plays like some sort of weird janitor character that he came out. It was like his first Netflix film, and I forgot what it's called, but it seems like this, it's the same character as that, but just like... In Maine, and huh. I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it's Salem, just, Massachusetts is where it Salem, is. Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. Thomas and I were talking about this. I normally don't watch many like horror movies around Halloween. I prefer like the serial killer movies around Halloween, like Zodiac, Seven, stuff like that. The, have you seen The Outsiders or The Strangers? Sorry, not The Outsiders. The Strangers, Strangers is my favorite horror movie. Yeah. It really? Oh, my um, God. I love that movie. Dude, so much. I haven't seen that probably since I was like a freshman in high school. And we yeah. watched that the other night. And I was I forgot how like how how like tense the first half hour of that movie dude, was. It's awesome. You haven't seen that? Strangers? Brian? Oh, really? Dude, you need oh, to dude, check dude, that I out. I think I think it. you would if you like if you like stuff like that, I think you would you would enjoy that one. I asked Aaron earlier off pod what he was going to be for Halloween. And he said nothing. And understandable. There's probably no Halloween parties this year. Brian. Are you going to be anything for Halloween? I'm going to wear a mask. Like a paper bag because you feel so bad no. about your fantasy team? or <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Other fantasy teams are doing fine. It's just this league that I'm not doing well in. Oh. This is low money league. It's not doing well. He could live without it. Yeah. Yeah, this is low money. You're talking about a regular Look, mask that you wear every if I day. Started Cam- yeah, I was. <laughs> if I started Cam Newton twice, I'd be 4-2, and two, a.k.a. tied for first place. Yeah, but you didn't. Yeah, instead I lost by point zero two points. Gareth, if you're listening to this, fuck uh, you. He was he was. <laughs> it, oh, it's, it's funny because we're sitting at dinner last night, and he was he was like, "Hey, Aaron, like, did we go into the hundreds of the points?" I was like, "Dude, I'm not sure to be honest with you." He was like, I, "I don't know either." And then I get on this morning, I'm looking at it before before you send that text message, and I'm like, "He beat you by point zero two points." Like, <laughs> I've been beaten by point one before, but never point oh two. <laughs> Do we have stat corrections in this league? Because I could really use one. I, I think so. I mean, what, it, it's already been finalized. You want to so play for matter. the tie like the Eagles? Is that what you want? 
Like, well, no, I, I, well, no, I'd win that tie because he had so many people on by. It goes to the bench players. So, yes, I would be okay with a point zero two point correction. I didn't know that the ties were decided by bench B- production. Bench score, yep. Huh. Oh, Weird. I thought ties were real. No. Oh. Hmm. Okay. I mean, if the bench is tied, I think there is a tie. I don't know. I don't know all the rules about that, but I just know normally it's determined by... I was listening to a specifically uh, fantasy football podcast, and they were talking about you know a listener that said they had a tie, and how incredibly rare it's supposed to be to get a tie in fantasy football because there's like literally decimals. I'd, I'd rather be tied than lose by point zero two. Yeah, I would too. Um, so we're going to talk about a very disappointing football week. This week, yeah, I mean, we're gonna try and make it fun, though. It wasn't disappointing. It, it wasn't, just wasn't. I mean, my team got a W, so I'm it not was super disappointing, disappointing in the sense that, like, I don't think there was many good games, but there was a lot of stuff that was just like the the season's starting to come together. You know, lo- those stitchings are starting to become a little bit tighter. You're starting to figure out what teams what. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of uh, mishaps in the NFL this week, did y'all hear about the Troy and Judge Joe Buck exchange before the? I did. Wait, no. Okay. What? So, for, we got our dumb and dumber moment of of. Is it? Did you say something offensive? Is it? Well, no. It's just it, it's it's people people forgetting they're mic'd up and that they're always live. Type I of know, thing. but I feel like this is something like once they talked about it, I actually. I mean, here, let me t- let you tell the story. Let me let then. me give context and then we'll we'll go into it. Um, so like I. I don't disagree to preface this, like, what was said, but when you're already having, like, TV ratings that aren't as high as they have been in past years, and, like, the majority of your viewership are people from that baby boomer generation that already, like, you know, are claiming to fall off the NFL. Are already snowflakes. Yeah, because of, like, the whole Kaepernick thing and all the, like, solidarity and racism, and people are like, you know, like, this is football, this isn't a political thing. So, you know, like, those you know, bigots can go fuck themselves with this, but it's really not that big of a deal. Whoa. But, um, so Aikman and Buck were having like a little discussion before, before that game, you know, most games have flyovers with like jets, you know, military jets, air force, Navy. And, uh, so their mics were hot and Aikman says, Troy Aikman off Fox says, that's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover, which Joe Buck responds. That's your hard earned, hard earned money and your tax dollars at work. To which Aikman says, that stuff ain't happening with a Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. Oh, shit. And they caught that shit. Okay. Now, quickly for some context here. Stuff I did not know. An hour of jet fuel is $60,000. Oh, my God. Now, those four planes are going to, they each go about 15 minutes. So, that's $60,000 of taxpayers' money for each of these flybys. $60,000. Wait, the teams aren't paying for this? No. Jesus. No, it's a military thing. So. Oh my God. Wait, Bay. Yeah. In my opinion, there should be one flyover in an NFL calendar year, and that's the Super Bowl. I think that's actually what it used to be. Well, I I wasn't even aware that that all games had flyovers or or that a hand selected few did outside of like, you know, opening day for baseball or like first Sunday for football. I thought it was like those opening weeks and then like either an all-star game or a championship game. I wasn't aware that it was like random stuff like this week five or six when you would have something like that. 
Were there even fans in the stands? Yeah. Was this yeah, last we're, night's we're, game? No, this was Tampa was a, Bay. Raymond James had fans in the stadium. Huh. But I mean, still, it's such a small amount. Like you're not you're not making a huge impression. Like if you can make it, I mean. I'm saying all this, and for all I know, there's a Air Force base close by, and they they do routine practices, and they just tie this in. Yeah. In which case, it's not as big of a deal. But back to what you were saying, it's week six. Why the hell is there a flyover happening? Yeah. I mean, I could see that if, if there is a base close by, and it's like, hey, we have training going on, so why not just go ahead and schedule this into it? It's an extra, like, 15 minutes out of our day. But at the same time, like, it's what's so special about this game that's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, there's, there's not anything major going on, like... If something like nine eleven had occurred, I get it. I do get it. That's a show of uh, solidarity and all well, that. Well, I, I didn't read Patriotism. either of that. Yeah, I didn't read either. If it was like for for Tampa Bay, if it was like some sort of like, you know, Veterans Day for Tampa fans or something, and I didn't I didn't come across anything like that. And if that's the case, then you know, like, you know, Troy Man and Joe Buck, like, fuck them for like not knowing what was going on. But I haven't I haven't seen that there was any sort of like like veteran awareness type. I feel deal like going you would have already. Day had that out there yeah based off i mean this is going on day two and yeah. the fact that nothing's been said he's literally announced another game since then yeah yeah like yeah i mean he would have apologized i can't believe i haven't heard about this yet well i think that makes it even more like political is that troy saying like well this isn't happening with a kamala biden yeah. ticket which kind of like you know i don't shows know his true colors and what he's leaning without getting political i don't know if joe biden and kamala harris are really putting their foot down on Flyovers. Well, they, they, well, Troy Aitman is giving them the segue to do so now. It's like, oh shit, let's talk about this. <laughs> do you think Troy's right? Do you think uh, it's yeah. excess? Yes. Yeah, I th- kind of do too. I mean, hundred percent, it's excess. Yeah, I mean, we glorify these NFL games. I say as we have a sports podcast, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of right. Um, not to get again, not to get political about it, but. He also probably shouldn't have said it on national television. Hot mic. Yeah, hot mic. Well, um, yeah, so some loose lips, some things were said. Um, people might forget about it in a couple weeks or people Oh, it's, it's corona not. time. People are going to forget about it in yeah. a week. 24-hour news cycle, it's, it's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, going, I have one more question. Not one more, but I have another one, and then we'll dive into this a little bit more for a little free form for football. Um, so a couple weeks ago, Thomas brought up like some projections prior to the season starting and we like, just to set this up, we, we all were like pretty much on the same page with exception to some of his like one in 16 or O and 16 takes. And, um, so next week Thomas is going to have, um, that, that generated what's up two weeks In two weeks. We're going to revisit yeah. it at the midway point of the season. And Thomas is going to, um, find that document that he has so we can go back and cross-reference this but when you say cross-reference you mean shit on me and my poor takes i mean i feel Maybe like just you a really only had a few bad takes like three one in well, 15 teams I already, I already told you the only thing that we we disagree with you about was your 0 and 16 1 and 15 teams so but like, it was uh let's get this right. i think it was i had three O and 16 teams was that no, what it was you said three one and 15 i'm gonna give you credit you had three one win teams and everything other than that we we're like okay we can I see said, that yeah yeah I think I had three winless teams. I could be wrong, but doesn't no, matter. It was, we'll I think it was one of 15 teams. But okay, so, right. so you guys, who's the best of the worst? Okay. There are nine teams currently sitting with one victory. Three of these teams are... Are you serious? It, yeah, nine teams. Nine oh teams with one, with one dub. Three of these teams are in the NFC East. Can you guys, you guys <laughs> oh want to take a stab at what nine teams are sitting at uh, one win right now? Football team, Giants, uh, Philadelphia, and then uh, I'm going to say 
No. Yeah. Vikings. Yep. Are, Vikings. Uh, uh, Atlanta. Yep. Um, yep. So that's five there. Oh God, there's four more. Bengals, Jaguars. Yep. Jaguars uh, only have one win. Yeah. They oh, collapsed after I hyped think, them up. Think AFC West now. <laughs> oh yeah, Denver. Denver. The Denver oh, IR. Oh my God. Uh, no. No, it's not Denver. Oh, Chargers. Oh yeah, Chargers. Chargers. Wait. So is that eight? And then the the Jags. Oh, Wait, we, we already we said, said Jags twice. You say Jags. Okay, so uh, Bengals, Texans, Jags, Chargers, Texans. Eagles, Giants, Washington, Washingtons, Vikings, and the Falcons. So Broncos have two now? Because I know they beat the Pats. I thought that was their first win. Oh, no, I swear they got another. They had another win in, like, the first couple of weeks. Denver's sitting at two and three right now. Yeah, yeah. They're not, yeah. So out of, out of those teams, who do you think – Who's I mean? Who's the best of the worst out of that team, or out of out of those nine? So between the Bengals, Texans, Jaguars, Chargers, Eagles, Giants, Washington, Washington Vikings, Falcons, who has the most upside or potential within that list? Do y'all think? I'll uh, we'll say the Vikings. Vikings, yeah. I was the, gonna say them we too. talked about this last week. I mean, except for that one um, uh, Colts game, that they've it's a one possession game out of all of the them. The Falcons dominated them this last weekend. Oh, aside from this last weekend, but prior to that. Yeah. But it's just like I feel like this team has so much potential. That offense is good. Uh, the defense it took a huge step back. Don't but I mean it still has great role players. Um, they're about to go on a bye, and I feel like they're going to come out swinging. I don't know if you want to talk about this now, but of the three NFC East teams, which one do you think Eagles it, has the most Eagles upside? Has the most upside. Yes. Okay. I mean, just they, let's see, out of their projected starters for the year, only two of the 11 on the offense are starting. That's Wentz and Kelsey. Shit. Kelsey looks shit. And, yeah, exactly. So, if they start getting healthier, yeah. I mean, what what do we actually project the winner of the NFC East finishing with? I'd say six wins max. That's what we're talking right now is six, six and ten. Okay, so outside so, uh, outside man, of the first two six, games, because that's your unofficial preseason, like just that's a fucking wash. Um, against the Bengals, they tied. Against the 49ers, 25-20 for a dub. Against the Steelers, 38-29. Then against the Ravens, who were one of, like, you know, one of the most, like, they're a juggernaut. I mean, their offense isn't clicking as well as you, they did last year, but they're still winning games. Thirty to twenty-eight. They got a great defense. So, I mean, they're—it's not like they're playing shit football. Yeah. I uh, I I <laughs> I've just seen them just collapse frequently. Yeah. And people are starting to question Carson Wentz. I'm not on that train, by the way. I know you guys have stated before. I don't that think. You don't think. I don't think I good. question Wentz. I think he needs a change of scenery, and also I think huh. Doug, Doug Peterson needs to go. It's really starting to turn weird. to this point of Frank Reich was the mastermind of that that drive that Super Bowl run. Okay, all right, fair enough. I I think um, I just I'd like to see Jalen Hurts come in. I don't know if they are at that point yet, or if that'll be in you know another month or two. Or not Do you think they're already two, flirting with it though? The way that they're putting they're putting Jalen Hurts in because he ran a whole series. On Sunday, and they had Wentz in the slot as a receiver, and they had that weird reverse pass thing they tried to do. Absolutely, that's why I'm bringing it up. I think that they, I think they're, they're this like you talked about it with Saints. The Saints are obviously a much better team where uh, they throw in uh, Taysom Hill as this 
either a it's going to kill the drive or it's going to provide it life after it's clearly like a dead drive like a drive that's going nowhere throw in Taysom Hill if something magical happens something magical so it's kind of right now it seems like the Eagles are throwing in Jalen Hurts as a as a a supercharge for the offense like this offense is not clicking right now let's uh get the paddles going aka Jalen Hurts and uh rehabilitate them possibly yeah I I, I just like like what you're saying. I definitely I definitely agree that um, I don't think that it's all Carson Wentz. I think there's a lot of key key components that I think I think their offensive like we talked about this earlier. Their offensive line there's holes in it, and Carson Wentz is not like anymore the most like mobile quarterback that he was like four years ago when he first came in. And I mean he's getting it's a big dude. I mean you're I mean the Cowboys are looking the same way. Like you take the Eagles and the Cowboys and combine their offensive line and only two out of the first day starters. Yeah. there yeah. Kelsey and Williams and we lost Zach Martin well yeah also. no that's what I'm saying okay. only two of the five okay so you have Kelsey and Connor Williams and probably that's the weakest of both of those lines as well sure so I yeah I could see I could see where you know the, the whole traditional like pocket quarterback which I don't think Wentz was but I think he is now because he's injury prone I think he was he's had to adjust his game so I, th- I definitely think I see the upside of having Jalen Hurts come in to try and like reinvigorate that offense and give it some life outside of the pocket and make things happen. But I do you think that that their whole like offense, if they are to be like the, the, the premier team as the worst premier team in the NFC East that their he would benefit from he would benefit <laughs> King of Trash Mountain. That he would benefit from that though, as like from like a player development standpoint, that he would No, right. I mean uh, that's what I'm well, saying. If you go to that Hertz needs to start like if he starts starting you should start looking to trade away wins, trade away that contract. You, you're going to have teams that are going to be looking at it. You're, the Colts. The Jets. I don't feel like the Jets do. I guess we'll get into it later. I mean, why not talk about now? This is We're just talking about Sure. So um, we talked about – did we talk about this last week or did we talk about this on Sunday, that the Jets had the hardest schedule left uh, in the National Football League. They have and that, that was a Sunday. The likelihood of them getting the first overall pick was made even uh, greater by the Giants actually eking out a win on Sunday that they aren't, they're not going to even have to tank for Trevor Lawrence. They just have to play wait, wait Jets football for Trevor Lawrence. Since, since we're talking about the Giants <laughs> a little bit there, I'm going to give you a little little smile here. I honestly think this team is doing a rebuild the right way and they're going to be better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. They're still going to be crap. Don't get me wrong. This is a oh, rebuild well, year. This is a rebuild. No, I'm saying like they're not going to win the Compliment NFC sandwich. East. I liked it. No, it was good. <laughs> they're not going to win the NFC East, but it reminds me of a lesser, uh, to a lesser extent, the Miami Dolphins of last year where you have a team that everybody was like, oh my God, this team's going to be competing for the first overall pick. And they're going to win some games here. Like, personally, I have them winning Thursday okay. against the Eagles. Okay. I um, don't like to think about Giants-Eagles games because I always get my heart broken. But um, I could definitely see it being a good game. Well, Deshaun, Wax- Deshaun, Wax- Deshaun Jackson, if I can speak, mm-hmm. uh, is coming back. So, you know, maybe another miracle at Meadowlands 3. Uh... The, no, they don't need a miracle. They just need to like play good football and let the Giants play Giants so, football. I don't think Sean Watson is going to be the key impact player in that Jackson? game. Sean Jackson. Jackson. 
yeah, Watson, whatever. It gets yeah, confusing. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, I'm, I was just. I was making that. a miracle at Meadowlands dig at Thomas. Wait, wait, where, where he ran against along the goal line where for he thirty yards? Look, where, look, where he look. drops the punt. Let's just quickly move on. We don't need to do this. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm just trying to jog my memory so I can remember. No, you don't. It was twelve years ago. We've all moved on. Is this before after Plaxico Burris shot himself in the leg at a bar? After it was after Plaxico shot himself. Okay. Yeah, no, but anyways, what it I was, was right saying before is, we won a Super Bowl. So. so, despite saying the Eagles are the best team in this division right now, that's such a heartbreaking loss that they just had where they came back against a Ravens team that everybody has as at least making it to the AFC Conference. I would say that's a confidence boost more than a heartbreak. I feel like it's it's the way that they have not been winning games. It starts to like just wear on you. Like, yeah. Look, we just gave it our all. And we still didn't get it. Yep. And the Giants are on a little bit of an upswing. Their defense is much better than people are giving it credit for. Um, I really liked the Joe Judge quote. I do want to say that one um, that came out today. I was starting to say that to you guys earlier. He has a um, a show, which I've never seen before, um, every Monday where he gets on with like some other some Giants reporter and like goes through and like maps out okay. the plays from before, the game before. You say I think this is a huge thing where I'm always talking about the much maligned Bill Belichick coaching tree. I think the difference so far with Brian Flores is the fact that he's not trying to be Bill Belichick. Exactly. And if Joe Judge is doing the same thing, because Bill Belichick wouldn't do a show where he's talking about the plays. No. If Joe Judge is trying to be himself and he just wants to espouse that knowledge he gained from uh, Belichick, this is good. Yeah, he... He um, does some things that are Bill Belichick like. Well, but that's what a coaching tree is for. Like, he's not. Yeah, he's not Bill Belichick. Like certainly. Matt Patricia tries to be Bill Belichick. It's yes. just he's not. No, he he's dresses not. like him. He walks like him. Yeah, the hoodies. He does subway commercials like him? Does he do subway commercials? No. Yeah, he does Quiznos. <laughs> Is Quiznos gone? I miss Quiznos. I think the last one with the Quiznos is in high school. Is it really? Yeah. I might go there after this. It's off Keller Springs and Josie. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's good to know. No, this quote. So uh, Joe Judge is from Philly, and he had this quote. Anybody who shows up that I either grew up with or have blood ties with, they have to wear blue. I respect their love for the Eagles from being in the town, but hey, look, man, you ain't showing up cheering against my kid's Christmas. That's badass shit. Do you think that, like that Joe Judge's family home gets firebombed in Philly for saying that? Or do you think he's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe batteries. I don't know. Batteries to the window. Like y'all, in, y'all no, remember, no, they will commit the battery y'all, well, I mean, <laughs> you remember the quarterback Greg Maddox for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers back in like the early 2000s? Uh, yeah. Kinda. Okay, so he... he uh, there was a game, I think, against the Ravens where they lost like in an NFC Divisional game. And... F- Freaking AFC. Pittsburgh fan AFC went yeah. Pittsburgh fans went to his family's home, TP'd it, defecated all over the yard. Oh my god! And yeah, dude. So what? people, on, yeah, okay, yeah. TP is so one I'm, thing. I'm saying like my Joe Judge needs to be careful, careful, careful with shit like that because remember Greg Maddox back in 2002 came home to literally not a, not a, not a, not, a, not, a, not a sewage like fucking leak. People went in his front yard and defecated. Whatever. This is a very and calm this and peaceful the... climate we're living in right now. <laughs> Nobody's supercharged by anything, dude. This is the nice. <laughs> this is the nicer city between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's much nicer, according to most people. I hear. I hear the opposite. I of hear the Steelers fans, and I've actually dealt with them coming in from ha- Cowboys games, working at the old hotel I used to work at. They are. Um, they're intense. 
Like, that is an intense fan base. I believe it. Maybe unlike any other in the National Football League. Good old Pennsylvania, man. Dude, PA's beautiful state. Have you been? No. It's gorgeous. Beautiful state. I'm a big fan of PA. The people, you know, it's like Arkansas. Arkansas is a beautiful state. The people, you know, hit or miss. So we just lost some fan base. So my whole family's from Arkansas. I I don't mind saying that. There's some great people in Arkansas, but there's some, you know. Some of them are nice, you know? What's the... Some I'm trying to quote touched. that one thing. <laughs> some, on the, some of them are touched. On the subject of people, question for y'all. Yeah. What's the average erect penis length okay, of the, well, of the, of the North American male? Just it's, take a stab at it. It's six and a half inches. Uh, close, but no cigar. It's five and a half. You're, yeah. It's 5.16. Yeah. Like, it's like five and an eighth. Is that what that is? Yeah. So, um, the reason why Jesus, I bring this... Big Dick Brian over here. The, the six reason, and a half. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> he measured before he came over, and so he just assumed that that was universal. Why is there a, uh, why is there a mark at, uh, two, at uh, eight inches under this ruler, Brian? <laughs> That's soft. It's actually the other way around. It's flaccid. You at, Your dick gets smaller. You get four inches. It gets fatter really. and shorter. <laughs> anyway, so, so the, reason why, the, the, reason, the reason why I bring this up is we have some big dick swingers here, and we're about to talk about in terms of point differential in the NFL. These people, like, put up and shut up, and they say, fuck you, when they, like, go to play. So, the Jets at negative, I think. <laughs> no, we're, we're talking we're, we're talking about point differential and the positive. Yeah, for. Not, uh, okay. <laughs> so, not, so, the Jets not, don't apply. So, no, if you guys, up a donut. you guys want to take a team, at, you guys want to take a, take a, um, take a poke. Huh, Pittsburgh take Steelers. Take a poke with your pipe for the, uh, the top four um, teams with the best uh, point okay. differential. Okay, so I, Seahawks I, are not going to be in there at all. Yeah, can I can I say it real quick? Go so, for it. Uh, I'm going to say Pittsburgh Steelers. That's one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's two. Um, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Pardon my language. You um, know, I'm still going to say Green Bay Packers are one of them. Close, but no. <sighs> oh, no. Um, they play in close games, right? No. They don't? It, this last blowout is probably what knocked them out. So Green Bay, before you answer, they're at plus twenty three in differential. So, so Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Rams are not on that list. Damn. Yeah, I was about to say. I think most of theirs have been. So well, you you said the Giants. You so. said again. <laughs> no. you said All these bu- teams have played the Giants. You said Buccaneers, Buccaneers, Steelers, and then what was your third team? Oh, Miami's one of them. Nope. Damn. <sighs> Who are the good teams in the NFL? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> we already did looked you, at them all. Did you say two or three? Oh, he the said Titans. two. He said two. Okay, so you got Buccaneers and Buccaneers and Steelers. There's two more on the board. Did Titans. You? Titans are not on that. No, no, they're not on the top. Okay, four. what's the last two? Last two are the Chiefs and the Ravens. Oh, of course. Why so guess it? who's who? Okay, Chiefs. out of these four, out of the all chi- of them are in the AFC. Oh no, sorry. Besides Tampa Bay, they're all, all in the, the NFC. AFC. Dude, the AFC is like killing it this year. But um, so out of these four teams, who has the highest point differential? Uh, it's not the Chiefs. It's not the Chiefs. I don't B- think between the Chiefs, Ravens, Buccaneers, and Steelers. It's got to be the Steelers. I'm gonna say Steelers too. Final S- answer. Okay, so um, let me just look at this real quick because I want to see where. You- okay, so the Steelers come in. They are first in the AFC North, but they're second in point differential. First in point differential are the Baltimore Ravens with plus seventy five. Really? Second. Is the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus sixty two? Okay, what are the other two? Other two are the oh Buccaneers God. and the Steelers. Or no, Buc- I know, Buccaneers I know, what's and their, what's their point differential? Um, yeah, so the Buccaneers are uh, plus fifty five, and then Jeez. the Chiefs are at plus forty eight. 
See, I was I'm surprised by that because I mean, they just Baltimore Ravens just won by two. That's it. Yeah, I, I it makes sense from the early part of the schedule, where they were kicking ass and taking names, and then they had a loss. I think the, the Chiefs, Chiefs the Chiefs got fucked up when they played the Chargers and when they played yep. the Vegas Raiders because they gave up some big big points in those. Yeah, they did. I also thought it was more like I thought there was one blowout and the rest of them have been fairly close. That's why I didn't think. Chiefs would you would like be me to there. pull that up? Nah, maybe nah. a little early to have this one. Um, I mean, I guess all of these conversations we have are a little early because we're only in week. Is it six now? Oh, they're just fun talking. Yeah, it is. See what I, it's I feel like, like we're kind of getting to the point where you you feel like you, you know, know the teams. Yeah, at least five of the seven of each division that's or of each conference that's going to be coming out. Touche. Did you oh. uh okay so um have a question for you guys also. Um Tannehill after last season, he came in for Marcus Mariota, you know, um led the way. They didn't make it all. They didn't make it to where you know like where they ultimately want to be. But after after this season, I believe they're sitting at 5 and 1, no? Yes. Um no, they're undefeated. That's right. They are undefeated. Um so sitting undefeated is Tannehill legit? They're they're five and zero. Oh. Is Tannehill legit, or is he just like a bus driver? At what point do we stop saying this? Because he's so legit. Yeah. So he's performing better than Patrick Mahomes in the last seventeen games. So I have an article huh. from the Ringer that says Tannehill is second among forty-eight qualifying quarterbacks in Pro Football Focus's uh, passing grade at ninety-three point three. First in that uh, is once uh, first in passer rating one sixteen and first in yards per attempt at eight point nine. Damn. Um, he's the second most efficient passer behind, guess who? Patrick. Russell Wilson. I was going to say Rodgers. And then third on that not, list. Not after last game. Is David, yeah. or is it Derek Carr? David, uh, Derek, Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr's third on that not list. Not to be confused with his brother, David Carr. D- David's still running for his life. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is like seventh on that list. Damn, really? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, that line's taking a huge step back, and it's it's showing. Yeah. I, I still would like to have Patrick Mahomes on my team over Ryan Tannehill. Oh, hands but down. We, we certainly need to give him his respect that he he was in a bad situation in Miami for a long time. Uh, can we just name it for what it is, Adam Gase? Yes. Okay. Just a awful situation. The bad head coach was put in awful you know, scenarios. And, and then they had the nerve to, to – to pull back the reins from him, and they kind of they, they limited his potential a lot. That's what I remember seeing. Good stuff out of him, and then they just kind of well, they, that's they what, would deviate. Kind of what that leaves you to that question of what is Sam Darnold actually in this league? Uh, what are some of these other offensive playmakers I mean, besides Mackay Becton, who we can say safely, I think at this point, stud. he's a damn good player. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. Are you try? Are you are you are you making a comparison with Ryan Tannehill to Sam Darnold? Or no, you, I, I'm not. There's because, situations with Adam but Gase. The situation is so similar. We don't know what Sam Darnold is in this league. Gotcha. Because gotcha. Adam Gase is a black hole. Yeah, he is a black hole of offense. Just I mean, Devontae Parker produces as soon as he's gone. Kenyon Drake produces as soon as he's gone. Not this year, but last year he produced. He was great last gone. year. You have so many of these players. Ryan Tannehill doing great in Tennessee. You have just so many of these players that Adam Gase, under Adam Gase's tutelage were huge question marks of they have potential, but they're not showing it. Sort of like what Sam Darnold is this year where you're going, 
walking into this year, hey, he has a lot of potential, and then now we're going, wow, he's probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, um, you've talked about Sam Darnold. I heard some rumors. Yeah, yeah. Today. Actually, let's transition into that a little bit different. So, um, okay, as, you're right. I'm as sorry. a lot of as a lot of you are probably aware, um, Miami has announced that uh, they're going to have Tua, uh, however you say his last name, starting for the Tungle Bailoa. Yeah, cool. So, anyways, um, <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, <laughs> you're good at Giannis tagging, is, aren't you? Giannis's name too. Uh, what about uh, Christopolis? Uh, Christops. I can't even say Christopola. I can't. I don't know how it's spelled, so I can't read it off to you. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, uh, two is going to be starting from here on out after a great start by Miami, in my opinion. No one was expecting them to be at three and three, right in the thick of the AFC East contention. But uh, they came out and said, um, "Hey, uh, two is the starter from now on." And I actually want to applaud Miami for this first. They said no matter what, this was the plan going into the, into the season, that after the bye week they would uh, hand the reins over to Tua. They want to see what they have. They know that they're in the middle of the rebuild. It's nice to be at 3-3, three and three, but for all you know, Tua could take them to another level. They don't know. They would like to know. Did you this see is literally- the two minutes he played? No. He had two awesome throws. Okay. What about I understand the rest of his throws? Two, that's only throws he had. But he they were both. threw twice. He, he what? He only threw twice. From what I remember, yes, he only threw twice, and the game was over. He basically ended the game. He hand, I, th- I thought he handed it off he um, had, twice, threw once for a first down. They moved up to, like, the 20, and then he threw again, like, once or twice. He so threw, he had, like, three completions. And they were awesome. One was a rollout in the end Good, zone. but they were also playing the Jets. So, anyways, um, let's see what they have in them. And this yeah. is a huge thing that I think a lot of teams don't have the balls to do. The Dolphins walked into this saying this is still a rebuild year, despite going three and three right now and being in contention. They're saying, "I want to know what I have for the best of my for my for the best of the franchise," and teams don't do that. There, this is a very win now league. You were talking about trade rumors. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys have recently been linked to trading for Sam Darnold at the cost of at least a second round pick. They have a second round pick, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm sitting here thinking, I want to get into this more later on, whether that's week eight or week seven, we'll see what the Cowboys do. This team is constantly trying to be relevant in the playoff picture whenever they are in dire need of an actual rebuild. That defense is way behind. That offensive line is not what it was. We have a great wide receiver court. It seems like we have a great uh, quarterback. Are you talking about Miami or are you talking about Dallas? No, Dallas. Dallas Dallas is linked to Darnold. (laughs) And I'm saying this is stupid. To give up a second-round pick whenever you might actually have a good draft pick, it makes no sense. So I, um, if if it were to have happened, what do you fucking do with your quarterback who you clearly, I mean, after last night, I fucking turned that game off. What does if that does not prove that Dak Prescott deserves whatever money he wants? I don't know. Like that was awful. Okay, how many points did they score? Ten. Ten. And they were lucky to score that touchdown. It was garbage time. Sad, but um, I'm just gonna say this: Dalton's a proven commodity. Darnold's not. You're gonna throw him behind a line that has Connor Williams. That's it. Like how how does this improve the Cowboys? You're just throwing a second round pick into the wind. Like, this is just horrible management. And like I said, 
I will get into this at a later date if the Cowboys continue to lose. If not, then there's discussion maybe it can be tabled to the offseason. Who's the Cardinals, Brian? The Cardinals. I'm very aware. And also on top of that, did you see how many passes uh, Kyler Murray completed? No. Do you just take a guess? Who's on my fantasy team? No, no. I saw yeah, exactly. 28 points for him. Exactly. How, <laughs> many, how many passes did he complete? 30. No, not even <laughs> close. He completed nine passes. <laughs> Kyler Murray went nine for like 20 or something like that. He it wasn't even 50%. <laughs> he completed nine passes, and they still torched Dallas. He had three total touchdowns. I saw that. Yeah. Damn. This is a joke. Yeah, I, I'm as a as an avid fan that you know literally like is like not just for a viewer, but as a, as like an emotional you know, like fan. For, like I'm emotionally vested in this team. Not this year for me. Well, I still I I still am, and I you know like to to be frank, man, like I'm I'm sick and tired of this whole like like dog and pony show that's going on, and I I can't I I can't continue to stand behind a team that has an o- an owner that that continues to roll out the same bullshit. I mean, we have we we have uh, uh Tyron Smith. You know you know that he's I mean, the past 2 years we nothing no one's been saying anything that you know he's he's limited. Like he he has he has neck fusion surgery and what happens? He goes out. Do we have anybody that, as a backup for him? No. If we, we had like, been drafting like we should have, then we would have had a backup. And then 2 years ago, I love Tyron Smith. He's a great stalwart part of that line for years. But we could have traded him off or something. Well, I'm just that's saying, like, what you should we're, be we're doing. Wasting, as a team. We're wasting resources on people. Like I love Jalen Smith. I'm happy for you that you got that whole leg like nerve thing stimulated again. But we wasted a second round draft pick on somebody that he high he's, he's, uh, high second high round. Se- it was like when we could have picked up another offensive lineman to train behind Tyron Smith, similar to like Lyle Collins, to have somebody ready to go. Except for that car wreck that fucked him up, and now he's like having issues like or he's a defensive have surgery. back or a safety it's or just, a defensive end to, or a, I could keep going. How, how about, how about to your point, it's, it's just it's terrible management, and I'm sick of it, dude. And I just got, can't. I they can't. got A grades for their, for taking CD Lamb. I love CD Lamb. He's a great player. Do you really need CD Lamb? We no, didn't need him, no. but I do like that. I think one you of still the, like that pick. No, no. Yes and no. Kind of my point of liking it is I think Will Mc, Will McClay, who is our scouting director, has the best hits with best player available. But for years beforehand with Jason Garrett. We picked players to fit our scheme yep. that were like Taco Charlton or Charlton or whatever, however you say his last name, over T.J. Watt because T.J. Watt is not a 4-3 defensive end. What the hell are you thinking? Because you know Will McClay saying, we got to take T.J. Watt. And then Rod Marinelli, he doesn't fit my scheme. Great players fit a scheme no matter what. Well, and guess what defensive coordinator is not here anymore? Rod Marinelli. Rod Marinelli. And guess who's not going to be here next year? Mike Nolan. There's no. Not to not to uh, intercept the conversation and talk about the Giants, but one thing that I did like when they hired George Judge is that he talked about not creating schemes, but fitting your players to a scheme. That's a Belichick thing. Which is exactly what Belichick's done for years. Yes, but I mean... Accumulating talent and fitting your scheme with your talents. Or or B, if you want to have... the best position. If you want to go with like the Steelers or something like that, they just put star players in a position to succeed which you can do in a scheme like a 4-3 or something like that. There's nothing wrong with maybe TJ Watt wouldn't be on the field for every play, but he would have still made a huge difference in this in this lineup. But instead, we have this owner GM who shows loyalty too much in a league that, 
loyalty doesn't get you anything. Very emotional, man. I mean, honestly, let's act like Dak was never drafted. What are we looking at that Zeke pick? Everybody loves to make fun of the Giants for that Saquon pick. I'll, I'll make fun of the Giants. That's what that's what that Zeke pick is if it wasn't for Dak. A hundred percent. And not to mention we jumped we were one of the last uh teams to sign running backs to a ridiculous contract. Derrick Henry is making fifty million. Zeke's making twice that. Derrick Henry. Here, actually I have a stat about Derrick Henry for this week. Can't wait. Derrick Henry had two hundred and sixty five total yards. The Jets had two hundred and sixty three. The Bears, 261. Jesus. The Giants, 240. The Browns, 220. <laughs> the Packers, 201. He beat out one, two, three, four, five <laughs> NFL offenses. And he's making less than Zeke. And hey, guess what? He's not going to be in the Titans next year because they're not going to pay him. And some other well, stupid No, he's franchise. under contract. What? It's Tannehill who's franchise tagged. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's under. That's what I'm saying. He. Oh, yeah, they did sign him. Yeah, My bad. He's a 50 a million. Take. Yeah. yeah. Which but, is half a Zeke. And by the way, this was I got this stat yesterday, so I don't know what the Cowboys' total offense is. I won't doubt if it's less than 264 yards. There's nothing. Ooh, you like, might drop with, with your phone. <laughs> I think one, one of my biggest pet peeves is when you go to the store and you go to get an apple pie because you really want one and it looks so fucking good. Uh-huh. And you take it home, you cut into it, and you bite into it. And like, this is the worst fucking thing I ever decided to put in my mouth. That's what I feel like when I'm watching the Dallas Cowboys right now. Ooh, I can't remember what movie, but it's when you go to the uh, water fountain and it's milk instead of water. I can't remember what that's from. Okay, I think I saw that. I'm going to get into it a little bit. Juno. It's something that I was I was trying to avoid a little bit. This team reminds me of the 2015 team, where Tony Romo got injured. Uh, Demarco Murray was um, just traded off or not traded off. We didn't sign him. No, he went to Philly. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't sign him. And uh, Tony Romo got hurt, and the team regressed like everybody expect expected. Ex- except this team currently is doesn't have that talent. We had a great defense that year. We still have that great offensive line. We have none of that in Dallas right now, and it looks like this needs to be a rebuilding team. But Jerry will never commit to that. We should have started year, on this last year, Brian. This should have this should started happening last season. Should have happened with that. Should have been Mike McCarthy's first thing. I mean, in. to be fair, we came in to this season. We all thought that the Cowboys were going to be one of the best teams in the what, league, and what? we were all disappointed. Oh, I guess not me, but hey, we in were your lifetime, wrong. In your lifetime, you're in the lifetime that you remember watching the Giants and Cowboys. How many times have the Cowboys not been projected as at least making it to the NFC Championship? That's I want to say it's two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah, I. Uh, we are constantly in a state of contention without actually being in contention. It needs to be torn down. Sell the team. <laughs> okay, Jerry. Jerry doesn't. He, how do you and go what happens when it? he uh, passes away? We're not hoping for Steve, his. Stephen's going to get it. Then when Stephen dies, his son that's playing QB yeah. for Highland Park or whatever college is that now is going to get it, and then his little Highland Park baby's going to get it. Sorry, I'm laughing, but when are they going to say? Like, hey, we need to get a guy that knows how to Well, my hope build is a that team. Steven doesn't have the ego that his dad has. And, and hires an actual general manager. Yeah. I've met Steve before. I'm not going to tell you how or why. I can tell you off pod because I don't want to out him. But, um, yeah, Grinder I think again. he's probably got he's, – he's a lot like his dad. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe he, he learns from the sins of his father's, the inequities of his father. Whoa, that was beautiful. That was poetic. 
Poetic justice. <laughs> Is that a defeater song? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, hopefully he learns from him. I'm gonna make my father, father proud. proud. Yeah, <laughs> just like my daddy. Duh. Um, you got anything else with the NFL? I've got that. that sorry for yelling. Um, that's about it for any any questions I have. Do you boys have anything before we move it on down the? Did you have any other points? I do have like a ribbing at uh the Giants Redskin or Giants football team, but uh I'm gonna leave it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's we've got like, we've got five minutes if you want to. No 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, since 2017, the Giants oh. are five and two against the Washington Redacted football team, <laughs> and eight and 39 we against come, everyone else. We keep coming with new names for them. I like I this. Know. And eight and 39 against everyone else. To go a little bit more in depth, Daniel Jones is three and zero against the football team, and one and 14 against everyone else. I think you I knew that. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, I know that through six weeks, we continue to be the most pressure. He is the most pressured quarterback in all of the NFL. And you know what's also funny? Nobody's blitzing him. It's all front four coming after him. And he he's just like, he's he getting coverage sacked Dude, and then coverage stripped. It, it's time to unleash the Vanilla Vic. You saw that run the other day. Oh, dude. Vanilla Vic's coming. <laughs> Daniel Jones so is going to be running all over those the defenses. The team is like, I thought that was Daniel Jackson. <laughs> oh, 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 Calling oh, oh. him like Lamar, Lamar you, you get it. Anyway, but. Vanilla uh, Vic, man. That's he's fast. Thing. He's got wheels, for sure. Um, I'm I'm not um, selling Daniel Jones yet. I'm, I'm happy we won a game. I think it means a lot for the organization. And hopefully we can get another one on Thursday. I am not holding my breath, though. Anyway, you want to move on to the was the next one? Yeah, we got huge basketball oh. shorts with Thomas Thomas Joseph shorts. May. He was the 2006 Youth Carrollton Basketball Association's least valuable player. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I rebounded. Standing at a proud five, five foot six. I played good defense in the 99th percentile of. I rebounded, and play good defense. Okay, I couldn't shoot or dribble or you know important stuff like that. But I can rebound and play my good defense. F- my favorite part about all of this is a youth program giving out at least. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we need to bring back bullying. If somebody had called me the least valuable player in a league, you know that would have put a fire on my bullying ass. Bullying is okay. Like having like denigration, institutional <laughs> bullying is not okay. Before before you start, I was talking to mom last night. And I was like, hey, mom, like, this is the first time, I think, in NFC East history that there's two gingers starting in the, in the NFL, in the NFC East or whatever. And she, she's like, oh, who? I was like, oh, yeah, Annie Dalton and uh, Carson Wentz. And mom's like, well, what's a ginger? And I was like, Thomas. And she's like, what about him? It's like, think of Thomas. And she's like, oh. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Sorry. Bless I had your to- mother. <laughs> um, so, I don't really have basketball, basketball news, but... What you got? The synopsis for Space Jam 2 has been released. Now, that's going to be starring uh, Luca Donch. Right? LeBron James. Who's that? Who that? LeBron King James. Bronny James? Not Smoking actually, weed, bro. Bronny is in this movie. I'll get to it. Smoking weed? So, I would assume it's, it Bronny is in this movie, although it's, it's not clear. So, it's going to be called Space Jam, A New Legacy, which is stupid. Um, AKA <laughs> the newest Disney cash grab. <laughs> Okay, you ready for this? During a trip to the Warner Brothers studios, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son, unnamed, which one because he has got two, accidentally get trapped with a, within a world that contains all of Warner Brothers' stories and characters under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Al G, played by Don Cheadle. 
Is Al G supposed Wait, to be Alshon Don Jeffries? Cheadle. Or? Don Cheadle is the one that doesn't know math, right? Don, what? What? He's in Trader. What? He's what? Yeah, I think he's, he's the in one Boogie Nights. Hotel Rwanda. Too. Hotel Rwanda. Let me make. Oh no, John. Crash. No, it's the guy that was. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of someone <laughs> you else. Don't, I love Don. Dude, Don Cheadle is no, no, like Don Cheadle's underappreciated. Yeah, Don Cheadle's legit. Give but Don Cheadle in Space Jam. Dude, his career's taking a huge like dump off the cliff, bro. Like he, yeah. Space Jam makes no sense. Anyway, I'll continue. I was thinking of Terrence Howard. Oh, oh. yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. I know Terrence Howard. Uh, cool cat. Who's the big guy? Terry um, Cruz. Cruz. Ter- Where was Terry Cruz? Uh, he he could have done this. He plays football. He played football. Terry Cruz played football. Yeah, he was. Did Don Cheadle play basketball? Nine. Dude, love that show. Ter- it's a great show. Terry Cruz uh, was on uh, the. He looked like he played. He played uh, preseason with the LA Chargers. No. Yeah. I thought he was a giant. Also, was he really? I'll look it up while you're looking at it. Yeah, right, Jamie, so, check that out for so us. So Don Cheadle plays a uh, malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Algae. With the help of Bugs Bunny, of course, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes. By the way, I bet I can't imagine it. Uh, a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Hey, can I... Can I? Pause yes. in here for Terry Crews. Terry Crews was drafted in the 11th round in 1991. His career included stints with the Rams, six games, San Diego Chargers, 10 games, Washington Redacted, 16 games, and the Philadelphia Eagles, no games. Interesting. He played some, I mean, a little NFC East slut. Around <laughs> oh, my God. He's called Terry Crews a slut. I think Anyways, he's got a wife and kids, and he's very happy. Back to Space anyway, Jam, too. I'm sorry, Terry. Um, so, legacy. uh, LeBron must navigate through a never before imagined world. This I can imagine world filled with iconic, uh, movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now to get back home, LeBron and the Tunes have to unravel Al G's mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against the digital gamified super versions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches it stop. What are you about to say? <laughs> yeah, let's not. Um, if Bill Murray is not in this movie, I'm I out. Know. I'm out. I know. And I hope to God Bill Murray's not in this movie. For I'm, Bill Murray's I'm sake? Just, yeah, just saying. You don't that don't fuck with the man's legacy. And this movie sounds like it's going to fuck with everything. Larry they, ain't white. Dude, Larry's I can tell you. I can tell you one thing. Fucking Don Cheadle's not getting another fucking job after this movie. I mean, he's, it's done. He's part of the Marvel. It's done. Marvel Watch universe. It be, They'll kill his ass off in the next one. Watch it be fabulous. We eat our words, but it does sound. I stupid. think it's. I think it's going to be a fun kids movie, just like the original. I think a lot of the original is a bunch of nostalgia from us. Oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah. It's such a good movie. I've watched it as an adult several times. That's it good. holds up. That's good. Charles Barkley's in it. It's hilarious. Charles Barkley's an hilarious man. He is. It's just. Uh, it all, I, hey, Muggsy Bogues is in there. Muggsy Bogues is in that movie, yes. Sean, uh, Sean Bradley. Bradley, yes. Uh, the Admiral, no. He was in that uh, movie. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing, Ewing, yeah. Uh, That's Larry Bird. Around. Yeah. Larry Bird is in the movie. He plays golf. Plays golf. Oh, MJ. They're betting. Good thing Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah. Not Michael Jordan's golf. in the movie. <laughs> Wait, who's, who's Michael Jordan? What did he do? This is some guy. I don't know. Uh, His dad died. Um, God. <laughs> Jesus. Shots <laughs> fucking a, fired. No, it's a, this is a true crime podcast to a degree, so. His dad. Mysteriously was Wait, murdered. So when are we going to talk about his gambling addiction and that's why he was suspended from the NBA? 
maybe at a later date. Okay. We can tie that into our LeBron versus MJ conversation that Aaron and I have talked about doing. Yeah, we need to do this. And then we also need to go through, like, I think top, like, 15 players as well with that. 15? Yeah. Top 10. No, I guess we're in the offseason no. now. We won't have NBA. We'll have, we'll have to have more. So I think top 15 is very fair to get some people in there. Where, where's Let's Mug- plan this out. Where's Where's well, Muggsy Bugs on that? He's That's, not on this he's list. Not on that list. Are you no. sure he's not top 15? I'm positive. Yeah. What about top 15 or, like, by – Points per height. You gotta like be six three. Inch. Oh, points per. Point. I feel. I feel like <laughs> if there's a metric for for yeah. gauging. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fucking benefit. homework. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> if I was good at math, I'd do it, but I'm not. You hey, know <laughs> that was huge basketball shorts. Twenty two uh, X's in a, in a row. row. I don't know the rest of the song. Hopefully that's not trademark and we don't get sued. Anyway, so what is our? We're talking about baseball. We got dingers and piss missiles. <laughs> With uh, Dr. Owen, fucking 2006 Gatorade slut for... <laughs> <laughs> I was a child in 2006. The, you were a slut for Gatorade. I was, be honest. I was... I think Brian... I was a slut for Gatorade in 2006 <laughs> as a... Was it, was it Gatorade freshman. or All Sport? Which one was yours? Gatorade. Gatorade. I was definitely an All Sport kid. Were you really? Oh, that's cheap, dude. Propel, nobody? You, you'll get it. You, Propel was fucking fire, man. Mix that Black shit cherry. with some vodka. What's Powerade? That's the Coke one. It's, yeah, Powerade's uh, Coke. Yeah. Nah, Gatorade's the the goat for sure. Is that because Pepsi Cola owns purple, Gatorade? Purple Gatorade. Not even because obviously I have an affinity for PepsiCo products because they're the best, but uh, also because Purple Gatorade is Pepsi okay? Hangovers, Purple Gatorade, and a couple of Tylenols done. I don't get those anymore. Just drink water as you drink. Are you guys? Do you guys I don't like, drink so? Are you guys Twinkie guys, or do y'all like the oatmeal cookie? Oh, like, I thought you were going to say something middle. totally different. <laughs> I hate, wow. I hate Twinkies. You hate Twinkies? I do not like them. So do you like the Little Miss Debbie like oatmeal cookie with the cream I don't in the like middle? Little Debbies. I don't like those either. What about like, I don't uh, like You know what my go-to is, is what you mentioned earlier, are those little apple pie things. Like the little hostess ones you get in oh. the box, and you just pop it open. I'm and a slut for those. I don't, oh, like, yeah, dude. I don't like either. I'm a huge slut you ever for those. Try, you ever try warming one of those up and putting it over like some Ben & Jerry's ice cream? Shoving it up my ass? Oh, my God, yes. Okay. I mean... Wow. No, so, uh, dingers uh, and piss missiles. No, a lot of <laughs> gay shit happens in baseball, but we regress, and I apologize for that. So, Dr. Owen, number 69, here he goes. <laughs> My favorite number. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, look. It's another David versus uh, Goliath sports storyline. The Rays continue to shine, beating the Astros in seven and staving off a reverse Woo-woo! sweep that any rational fan of sports in general did not want to see. Sorry, Manfred, but you are not one of those rational people. Despite having a payroll of $28 million compared to the three teams they have played, Yankees, $109 million at first, Astros at $82 million, that's the fourth highest, and now the Dodgers, $107 million at two. Now the Rays put their stellar pitching and defensive play to the test, and their payroll equivalent to, uh, and, and their payroll that's equivalent to Clayton Kershaw and uh, Mookie Betts. Oh, yeah, bro, this is Moneyball, which I rewatched the other day. Fucking awesome movie. God, such a good movie. Anyways, they put that up to the test as they go up against the most explosive offense of the year. Dodgers have been sensational with offense uh, this season which they exhibited in brilliant fashion game three against the Atlanta Braves, where they lit Atlanta up so much that general Sherman would have had tears in his eyes. The Dodgers, uh, wait, who to comes a Sherman. Oh, okay. Yeah. He burned Atlanta to the ground. 
Jesus Christ. Can you just read that All one right, more time on. for yeah, me? Yeah. Like that was that was that was fucking gold. Just read that one more I time. I said uh let's see here. Uh they've exhibited their offense to a brilliant fashion uh, game three against the Braves where they lit Atlanta up so much that German Sh- George ah, General Sherman would have had tears in his eyes facts the Dodgers have been on a mission to curb stop any Cinderella story before it gets too much momentum starting off with the Padres and their young core of fuck the unwritten rule, rules players <laughs> then they took a nap the first few games against the Braves another up-and-coming team with a bright future and snuffed out hope in a brutal fashion Game seven with a pinch hitter, Kiki Hernandez home run. Only the second ever uh, pinch hitter uh, home run in a winner-take-all game. Is that after that Dodgers pitcher that came in for the pinch hit and hit that dinger back in like 78 or whatever? Uh, I think that was actually, yeah, the year. Was it a Dodgers pitcher? Yeah. Damn. That's been a minute, dude. So that's two Dodgers. Okay. Anyways, to tie it, and then Cody Bellinger with the next inning uh, game and series clincher solo home run. Meanwhile, the Rays have been plotting and punching way above their uh, weight class. They took the Yankees to five, crushing any hopes of Yankees avenging the 2017 series against the Astros. Then they got up 3-0 on the Houston Asterix and nearly blew it before settling the game down and getting all the uh, all they needed in the first two innings of Game 7 and, and coasting to the World Series. Everything points to the Dodgers taking the series. The entire COVID-infested sports seasons have been the much maligned teams who haven't had much success that their organizations deserve. Whether it's this year's uh, best roster assembled to never win a cup, Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, or those poor Lakers who had to suffer through eight seasons without a finals appearance. (laughs) Yes, we feel so sorry for Los Angeles Lakers fans. That's my point. (laughs) Or now the Dodgers who have reached the World Series three out of the last four seasons but have come up short to uh, a... Unlikely teams who probably both cheated, <laughs> but finally uh, came through against those teams that had a great run that no one expected. The Dallas Stars making it uh, making it after everyone expected them to be out in the first round. The Heat, who had a great run despite many saying that they shouldn't even be here, be there, and now the Rays, who have not paid their dues. Or maybe it's the fact that the Dodgers should win because they spent eighty million more than the Rays, and there's also many other storylines. The fact is, a team. Of, team will walk away from this either with their first world series hunk of metal i mean sorry trophy or win their first <laughs> in almost 40 years and creep closer to the fifth most all time hunk of metal it's so uh, spiky that thing fuck it looks man, dangerous man. speaking of the world somebody? series it's zero to zero right now bottom of the first two outs just in case anybody gives a fuck oh shit the world series is killing me. yeah they're yes. playing right now do you know where they're you, who what city is hosting that what yeah. stadium is that being hosted in quick google i don't even know where's the world series all i know is right now what's his name would be so mad at me it's not in arlington is it no that's where the nlcs was held no it is um no it is life field it is globe life wow arlington dude it's right here we should, we, should, we should go. We should how, go how much do you think tickets are going for for those right now? Um, I'm not giving any money to the MLB while Manfred's their GM. Or, uh, yeah. However much it takes to bail you out of jail when you break into the stadium. That's how much those tickets are going for. Maybe we can get some like some like popcorn vendor uniforms and just like walk in as like we're employees. And we can use our high school ideas and say, vending? hey, look, we're official. Who are they vending popcorn to? <laughs> Fans. Are people, people are, expect, wait. People Are get you snacks. Having a stroke? I am having a stroke. Do you smell <laughs> toast? I'm actually dead. 
What is the deal with strokes that you smell stuff? Is it always toast or is it just something random? It's the smell of like burning something, I believe. Like, and just toast is the easiest one to equate. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Um, no, are there uh, spectators? Is the word I was looking for. Yes, there yeah. are. Yeah, they've oh. got. They had a. Uh, I, I can't remember the numbers, but they had. Um, they had people in the stands for the National League playoff games that were hosted there, and I think it was like less than a quarter full. Wasn't very many people, but well, hey, that's nice. There's people there. All of the baseball fans were there. I hate Manfred. Okay. Why? Let's move on. Nathaniel wants to cover this story. He doesn't want me to cover it. Did you ask him about it? Yes. He better be writing in there. You, 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 you asked Daddy Nathaniel about what you can cover, what you can't cover? I no, you were I, Daddy. I mentioned, I mentioned uh, <laughs> how I wanted to cover how Manfred has killed my love for the sport. And he's like, I want, I've been planning on doing that. And since he's our baseball guy, I was like, I'll give you your due credit. It's very considerate of you. It's not our fault that he decided to take a uh, vacation in the middle of a premium podcasting like season. Yeah, but, who fucking know. does that? I don't know. Traitor. No, Traitor. joking. Um, not planning he his deserves professional it. life around. Is he dead? I thought he was dead. Didn't we say that he was dead? I mean, we're going to bring him back. Okay. With the some, Dragon Balls? No, some black magic. <laughs> he's, our, he's, our, he's our golem in this. <laughs> so we'll just go like get a Star of David, make some mud formations, and like... Put some Torah stuff oh, in his oh, mouth. Like, golem. Yeah, Not a, a golem. A golem. A golem. Sorry. There's a movie. There's a horror movie called. I watched that. You liked it? I didn't like it. Creepy kids. But I watched it. I don't like creepy the one kids. on Netflix. No. Yes. Yeah, dude. No, it was not, based not, in no, Russia, yes. like back in the 1800s, around the plague and whatnot, or 16. I don't know. The Jews. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's very compelling, but I didn't like the. The it's a monster Jews. Movie. Yeah. It's a monster movie. And. Uh, I did like the uh, the what is it, the plague mask things. Those are creepy. Yeah, I you, I I completely forgot about those until like when COVID first hit and they were going back through like a, like an evolution of masks and it started with the bird nose beak and I was like, man, that is those some, are so some, sick. I want to see a horror movie that has like people like that instead of like the strangers masks, but they have those and they go and like terrorize give, people. Give it about three we, years after COVID's over with. We can do this. We can produce this movie. Yeah, horror movies are cheap. I've got a GoPro. Corn I think syrup? we could film it with that. Yeah, what happened to the GoPro? Did you film last? So, yeah, I um oh, so th- no. this this camera cuts off every 10 minutes and it starts a new segment. So, I'm playing around with some video editing software to see how I can splice it together. Um worst case scenario is I have a I have another camera that I can bring. Um I had an I'm idea. I'm playing with it. For next week, it'll be October 27th, and I was thinking that maybe we could dress up in Halloween costumes. I'm going to wear a mask. I'm gonna wear clothes. I have a. I actually bought a Halloween costume. It should be in my front porch by the time I get home. It said it'd be delivered by 9 p.m. It's a skeleton. I'm a skeleton. That's I, it. I'm gonna hire an Uber driver to go over there and just steal it off your front porch. Rude. I would just get a new one. It would just be replaced. Are you, so you're gonna be a spooky, scary skeleton. Yeah, I stole the idea from uh, Phoebe Bridgers, the singer-songwriter <laughs> that I like so much. Well, anyway. uh, Brian, we appreciate you filling in for Nathaniel. You did such a good job. The, yeah, dude, seriously. Like, not being facetious. Like, seriously. I'm being facetious. I've, I've enjoyed the monologues. And I enjoyed the, like, last week was freaking awesome. Like, you just railing on the Astros was fucking great. I didn't enjoy them at all. You suck. Fuck Manfred. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> fuck Manfred is right. We should get t-shirts posted with that with our logo dude, on Dude, that say, should fuck be. fuck Manfred on the back. Bro. Are we talking about merch? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, comp that shit. Let's yeah. do some merch. Comp it. Well, so usually we have a uh, criminal of the week, but because of the nature of the story, I decided to change the title of it to Road to Redemption because I feel so bad for this guy. Um, You're about to feel worse. 
Thomas May, our our Bukaki Fest. No, what, what what's your what's your what? name again? <laughs> what's real mom? Real oh real mom. This week I'm your that's, real mom. That's synonymous with you know Bukaki. Yeah, There's a mom in the story. <clears throat> oh, did she get Bukaki? Maybe. Not talk about uh, this person's name, which I will say later. Um, which in that manner, she seems like a great woman. Anyway, Thomas, the reins are in your hand, buddy. Thank you. Are you saying women who get bukkake can't be great? No, I just it seems degrading. I I think I know what bukkake is. Let's stop saying the word bukkake. Is so that many is times. that the same thing as so, a soggy biscuit or like what no, is, no no no? So like, anyways, back to the story. <laughs> It's, it's facials. It's a bunch of facials. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let me just look this up on Pornhub. We are porn explicit on Spotify, so I guess this is no, fine. This is totally acceptable. <laughs> okay, uh, Dante West. I just hope my friends' kids don't listen to this. <laughs> Dante West. West grew up in the D.C. area in the 80s and 90s in what would be characterized as poverty, although himself calling it happy poor. There's a quote. Happy poor. He's one of those kids that never really had a mother or father that was a solid presence in his life uh, and bounced around living with different relatives. He did live with his mother and his father, who were not together for most of his life, but he never lived with one person for you know an extended period of time, if that makes sense. At an early age, and what will be a theme of this story, uh, West would deal with significant mental health issues, even just as a young teenager, attempting to take his own life more than a few times. Cutting himself, taking pills, those kinds of things. You said as a young teenager? A young how teenager. Much of this 13, is, 14. How much wow. of this could play into the fact that he didn't have that attention? Uh, 100% of okay. it. Yeah. Go on. And I'm really sorry this has already started out on a morose note, um, but it, it, won't much, it won't get much better until the end. There's some basketball parts of this, but... Um, so, speaking of basketball, basketball was a refuge for him early on, uh, as it seems to be for a lot of young kids growing up in poverty, because basketballs are pretty cheap. You don't have to pay for thousands of dollars worth of lessons, tea times. You need a hoop and a ball. That's exactly. It. You don't need expensive equipment. There's no, you know, I guess unless you're in an AAU tournament, there is travel and hotels. But well, speaking of DC, I mean, having you know lived there a couple times, I was like there's, ask. there's parks everywhere and like you don't have you don't have like the like the per capita like the land space that we do here like you have football and soccer field there's basketball courts isn't everywhere DC, like the best like street ball place i, I wouldn't chicago be, or new york. I, I wouldn't be surprised between chicago new york and dc that those three are like for like inner city type like basketball play have the Ke- highest like that's where kevin durant like quality kevin Maryland, durant's yeah. from dc yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying like street balls where he got yeah it makes sense we could have a podcast about streetball at a later date because I have a lot to talk Anyways, about with that. Keep but, going. Um, so with that, he also found solace in Christ whilst in the hospital after one of his many attempted suicides. And I want to note that because while this is a sad story, this should ultimately be inspiring. Uh, his faith in many ways was the thing that kept him going. This along with an early found talent uh, in basketball kept, uh, kept him from you know, any more attempts on taking his own life, which is beautiful um, to push forward into his basketball career. He played at Eleanor Roosevelt High School in Greenbelt, Maryland, and would earn Player of the Year honors in 2000. He'd go on to play three years at St. Joseph's from 2001 to 2004 alongside Jameer Nelson. I don't know if Aaron remembers Jameer Nelson, but he did play for the Mavericks for a year. 
um, and was a pretty solid point guard. He mostly played for the Magic. Not related to Donnie Nelson. Not related to John- Donnie Nelson, no. Um, are you, any of you familiar with St. Joseph's? Uh, yes. They oh, were a huge like, all-boys prep school, no? Oh, no, it's a uh, college. Yeah. yeah they, oh, 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 okay. they used to be really good in like, the early days of basketball. So it's basically a basketball school, correct? So they make the tournament... You know, a lot, I would say. Uh, just rarely make it to the lead eight or, or further. But they used to. Yes. Um, kind, of, kind of like a Weber State or a Davidson or a Wichita State. They're just, you know, they're not Duke or Kentucky or UConn, but they're like a solid mid-tier basketball school. Uh, he would leave St. Joseph's and get drafted 24th overall by the Boston Celtics in 2004. And Boston, that same year, would get a brand new head coach. Does anyone take a guess at what coach that is? Doc Rivers. It would be Doc Rivers, correct? Doc Rivers, I forget this. But Doc was with the Celtics for fucking ever, from 04 till 2013. A long time. He went He went to Cleveland. Not Cleveland. He went to the Clippers for his first stint, right? After after Boston? Right after Boston, he went to the Clippers. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. Uh, and Doc would use Delonte as basically an all-around guard. So if the Celtics didn't have a strong point guard, Delonte would play point guard. If they didn't have a strong shooting guard, Delonte would play shooting guard. And that was essentially a theme of his career. He was kind of an all-around guard. Was Delonte one of the first, like, generations of that abnormally tall point guard? Because he wasn't short. He was, like, what, 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six? In all the research I've done, I actually don't know Delonte was. <laughs> yeah, how is that possible? Like, you keep on going. Let me look that up. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure. curious about that. We could look it up real quick if we wanted to. I've got it. You keep on going. Um, he was six three. Six. Okay. Okay. So okay. that's that's an average. I, I height. thought he was taller than that. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, it's taller than all of us. So, hey, he's tall. I'm Not six Nathaniel. five and a half. <laughs> Minus a few inches. <laughs> okay. Moving on from that. Um. Uh. So yeah, he was just an all around, um, guard coming off the bench. Um. And while he played well in his time at Boston. By 2007, so three years into his career, he was already sharing time with Boston's new uh, point guard, Rajon Rondo. I know that name. You do. You just want a title. Speaking of him, fuck him for what he did with us in the Mavericks. That was stand that guy. That was so messy. I I'm, I have not seen a messier situation. And then he went on to play really well for the Kings and like decently well with the Kings and the the Pelicans. Yeah. Just wait for Antonio Brown's comeback. <laughs> Uh, we'll hold my breath on that one. Um, so, because he's sharing time with with uh, Rajon, uh, shortly after the 2007 season, Delonte would find himself as part of a trade package for Hall of Fame shooting guard. You should know the JJ Barea, <laughs> Jason Kidd, shooting guard. These are both point guards. <laughs> I don't shooting guard Ray Allen. Oh, oh, so really, he was yeah. part of the trade uh, the trade package from the uh, Seattle SuperSonics. Yes. For Ray Allen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which would form the Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray John Rondo team that would win the championship in 2008. So West would basically just stop off for a cup of coffee with the now defunct Seattle Supersonics, which is a crime. We should get into it later. But uh, be traded again in February 2008 to the Believe Land Cavaliers, where he would join LeBron James. I was wrong. What were you going to guess? I was going to say Michael Jordan. I was going to say Wally Zerbiak because <laughs> Wally Zerbiak was on that team, and I think he was he like was. the most influential player on in that organization at the time. He was. That's correct. What? Yeah. Who? This was a made-up oh. name. No, Wally Zerbiak? Yeah, he was a small forward. Yeah, he was like Eduardo Naharabi, but he actually shoot the ball. And Ilgowskis. He was like, what? Eduardo Naharabi? I don't know Eduardo about... Eduardo Naharabi. I don't know about Aaron, but 
I was a huge Cleveland Cavaliers fan at this time in, in existence. I was too. Um, like, we were like what sixth grade, and this is like sixth seventh grade. Yeah, and that's like when sixth grade when, the, to, when Cleveland started getting like decent, not good, but decent. Sixth grade all the way up until the decision. Yeah, we were. I think the whole country was like big Cavaliers fans. Yeah, it's the Cinderella story. Yeah, so we'll get into that Cinderella story. Um, if he's not known as a Celtic, he's probably best known as a Cav. That same year in 2008, the Cavs would go to the Eastern Conference semifinals where they would lose in Game 7 to Delonte's former team, the Boston Celtics, after being up 3-1 in the series. The Celtics later, like and I said the Cavaliers before, blew a 3-1 lead. Cavaliers, instead of um, coming back from a 3-1 lead. Yes, Let's be frank, did. it wasn't the Cavaliers, it was the LeBron James. This it was is. the Le- LeBron James show, yeah. The LeBron James of years. So, uh, after this season, the Cavs signed West to a three-year, $12 million deal, which is important for later, which kind of makes the story a little sadder. Like, that's a ton of money, $12 million. It's a, we would all be great if we had $12 million over three years. I mean, we're set for life at that point. Yes, you are. Um, the following year may have been even more disappointing than the 3-1. Uh, West would, would be named a starter for the 08-09 season where the Cavs would win 66 games, which I think is a franchise best at the time, franchise best, and it was best in the league that year. And West was a key contributor for this team as well. This is easily his best season as a pro. Shot 40% from three, 46 from the field. Uh, and due to the fact that despite their record, this was a lackluster team as far as talent goes, you know, outside of um, LeBron James. Delonte was asked to pick up the slack offensively and averaged 42 minutes in the postseason. That is not good. That is a lot of minutes, especially for Delonte West, who's honestly basically just a high-end role player in my personal opinion. No offense to him, but um, he's not a star is what I'm getting at. The same year, they would go on to the Eastern Conference Finals against Dwight Howard's Orlando Magic. Maybe the most annoying thing to have ever happened in basketball, in my opinion, is that Dwight Howard would go on to the finals. Um, Instead of getting what all basketball fans had wanted and what officially never see is LeBron versus the Western Conference and eventually NBA champions of that year, the Kobe Bryant-led Los Angeles Lakers, we had to instead watch Dwight Howard in the Magic versus the Los Angeles Lakers. That was a shitty year in basketball, personally. Uh, We never got to see LeBron versus Kobe, and we will never get to see that which sucks obviously yes because he um because Kobe heard. retired Kobe retired back well, to I mean, <laughs> technically yeah I mean <laughs> I mean he's permanently retired yes he's retired from this anyway back to Delonte mortal coil <laughs> the following year the 09-2010 season the Cavs would once again make it to the playoffs and get bounced by the Boston Celtics this leading to the decision and LeBron taking his talents to Miami, Florida. This is essentially the beginning of the end for Delonte. In that same season, Delonte would be arrested for the unlawful possession of three loaded guns. And what what city was this in? Uh, this is in, I think this is in Maryland that this happened. Fuck, so back home. So back home. Um, he said that he was transporting the guns from one place to another for some reason. Uh, but they were in, like, one of those cars... They have three wheels. Like a try something like a You know what I'm talking about. I know right? what you're talking about. Yeah. There's a two in the those. front and one in the back and then yeah. A trike. Trike. Yeah. Yeah. I w- no, maybe it was a little well, one where it's two in the back and one in the front. Well those cars have roll cages on them and they have the open seats, the bucket seats with them and 
That's what you're talking about, right? That you see every no, now No, they're and like the low riders. They look like sports cars with an open top. There's no roll cage. Yeah, it's it's called a trike. That's that's still a trike. Yeah. Isn't that the like it's technically the, like the fat stuff you have in tacos? And, oh, that's, and uh, that's tripas, tripas, tripe. Oh, oh, okay, you're right. Not, and like, that's the stomach lining. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. It's just delicious. No, you should try lingua. I love lingua. Isn't that cow tongue? Yep. Lingua? Delicious. Lingua. 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 L-E-N-G-U-A. Prove it. Okay. It's actually, I'm pretty sure there's an H there. So, as well as his arrest, that same season, he would be diagnosed with bipolar disorder after blowing up on an official during a preseason game, which would not be the last time something like that would happen. One thing before I move on, though. There was a rumor that has not been and is incredibly likely never will be proven. I farted on your dad when I was sleeping. Uh, what is that non sequitur for? Uh, it's a segue for what's about to happen right now. <laughs> that Delonte West had a romantic, assumed sexual relationship with LeBron James's mother. Oh Gloria my James. God! Oh, what? Is Again, this, this cannot be proven. Is this that Bukaki that we're talking about? <laughs> no. Yes, there was Bukaki. They have a video on Pornhub. <laughs> well, first, Bukaki Look, requires we're sued for this conversation. Let's not talk about that. No, it's not slander. It's just, Again, it, it cannot it's, be proven. It's not LeBron James' mom. It's some fi- fi- fictitious character we're talking I think about she's here. she's passed away. LeBron's mom? I'm pretty sure. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry. You feel bad? Because you I, should feel bad. I don't. Not you feel really. Bad about anything, I thought we were no talking about soul. a Family Guy episode here, not... <laughs> but yeah, you know. You never know. You know. Moving on. After the conclusion of the 2010 season and LeBron's departure, Delonte would get traded to the Timberwolves, who would then later waive him. He'd then find himself back on the Celtics in 2011. He would get, you know, hit with a 10-game suspension for a guilty plea to the aforementioned weapons charge. Then he would sign with the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. This is post-championship run. Yep. It was like September of that year. Uh, 2011. This is the year Dirk got hurt, right? Oh, I can't remember. He had like ankle surgery or something after that, and he missed like half the season and like the first half of the next season. I think you're right. Yeah. And then he kind of never was the same championship Dirk. Do you recall Delonte being much of like a producer when he was with us, or was it more of just kind of like he was there and just participating? Participating. Yeah. He got a participation trophy, just like me in all the sports I ever played. (laughs) No, you got a least valuable player once. <laughs> 2006. <laughs> Pony ball. I mean, it's better than I being actually went to the slot. championship game in two, 2003, I guess. That was that year. Yeah, my team spanked your ass. Did we prove that? No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, so that same season, so we get signed to the, to the Mavericks. This same season is reported that Delonte West had applied for a job it wasn't clear if he had worked there but he had applied for a job at home depot here in dallas Hmm. as well as uh, worked at an unnamed furniture store and now remember he just got off a 12 million dollar contract so he's flat out broke he's only just now signing the vet minimums with other teams so he's already broke three years later and if he's signing the vet minimum and still working these jobs that means he's far in debt well, doesn't doesn't something. NBA have a pension program for for league minimum players that play like a minimum of like five or six years, like some, similar to NFL? There's anything I know about pension programs is they go away eventually. Yeah, I'm not aware of this. 
Um, it was a question. It wasn't a statement. I was uh, curious if I'm you guys knew sure. this or not. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm not sure of this. Yeah. Um, it's said in this duration, to be fair to him, he bought a house for both of his parents. He got married. He got divorced. Um, but $12 million, I mean, there's something missing here. We talked about it, uh, I think, on Sunday, how, like, apparently at this point you can live off $4 million comfortably for the rest of your life. Aaron said that one day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, said, I said if you were given, like, at this point of your life now, Thomas, like, almost 30 years old, you could get $4 bucks. Hey. You could retire, and then you could also set your kids up, future, like, their future up until, like, they die, and they'll be fine. Wow. With inflation. Well, and that's four million. This is three times that. Yeah, I think he actually made six. Yeah, hold on. So in the next five years, oh, hold on. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Okay, so he had a decent half season with the Mavericks, averaging ten points per game. But the following season, Delonte would get suspended not once but twice, both for outbursts made during preseason losses. Like, who gets mad at preseason? J.R. J. Smith, right? Is that the guy's name? Who's J? I know who J.R. Smith is. That, he gets mad at, at I, preseason I games. I seem like he's just not a smart man because I remember that one NBA Finals. Is J.R. right? Yeah, J.R. Smith. The one that, I don't know why you're bringing J.R. Smith into this. I said where it, he got the ball passed him the top of the yeah, key and didn't shoot. Know how much time it it was seems like someone left. who doesn't have a he, much he, basketball sense. He didn't know they were tied. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it was dumb. That that seems like someone who would get mad at a preseason game. But yeah, anyway, so he apparently had a couple of freakouts, and that would basically end his NBA career. Uh, the Mavericks signed him to their G League team, the Texas Legends, up in Frisco in 2013. The following year, he'd play in China. The next year, he'd play on the Clippers. I'm going to call this the Clippers practice squad for Brian, but basically just in the summer league. Um, so are you familiar with the summer league at all? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we played in the summer league. That's it. Uh, so, okay. So back to China, then the Venezuelan league, which I didn't know existed. He went to Venezuela at that time. He did. Fuck. Then on March 12th, <laughs> a 20 ballsy move, dude. <laughs> Is that a bad place? I thought that was very calm and, and nice climate there. Have you not heard nice all the, the, the terror <laughs> stories of the baseball? With the, you're joking. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. I'm almost always joking. Um, then on March 12th, 2015, he would play for the Texas Legends of Frisco, where he'd put up 10 points, 6 rebounds, and 19 minutes off the bench in what would be his last professional basketball game. Just five years ago. In the next five years, it's unclear still exactly what Delonte uh, was doing, but a few Twitter posts can probably give you a good idea. After reportedly earning more than $16 million in his pro career, 16 total, he had been pictured on Twitter in some depressing situations. In February of 2016, just a year later, there was a Twitter post of West barefoot and wearing a hospital gown, which would lead one to believe he might be in a pretty bad place. Maybe even homeless. Though at the time West denied those rumors, similar photographs would come up in the following years. But 2020, boy, this year, 2020. It's been a year. 2020 was rough. In two videos posted in late January of this year, Delonte can be shown being beaten, mostly kicked, by Maryland police officers, apparently after being arrested following a fight. In the second video, it shows West shirtless, handcuffed, and sitting on a curb being questioned by police. Is this still Maryland, or is this in Maryland? Dude, I'm looking at these pictures right now, and 
this looks like a guy, man, that is, like, dealing with not just, like, some severe, like, mental demons, but that is going through, like, some substance abuse problems, man. He he does not look good. He, Once you hit, hear what substance is, I, I'll, I'll get into he's it. He's hit rock bottom, This man. is fucking sad, dude. These yes. pictures are... Wow. Yes. Uh, the Maryland police officer was later suspended. West in these videos is incredibly disgruntled, slurring his words, which would allude to what Aaron just mentioned, and just looks like an absolute mess. Just an absolute mess. And uh, later on in the year, just a month ago, which is a large reason why you know I wanted to cover this story, West is found back in Dallas, panhandling on the side of the street, holding a cardboard sign. And from the photograph, it found it looks like maybe around 75 and lovers mockingbird that kind of area yeah um I, mean, I think that's where it is which by the way tell me how an alleged homeless man gets from maryland to dallas i'll yeah I, well that's that's <laughs> that, that was my next question for you is i'm thinking like okay he's up in like not the northeast but he's on the east coast and why 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 is he back here like what, what no one knows did, did he have did, did did he buy his family homes here in Dallas or do you know or were they buck up in Maryland or whatnot or it is assumed they're in Maryland. Okay, so no, there's no there's no like there's no like established reason as to why he's no huh a uh, circumstance I guess I yeah. don't know. I should note through this time, many people had reached out to try and help Delonte, his former teammate uh, Jameer Nelson, his old coach Doc Rivers, his mom. And other various friends, they'd all reached out to try and, pardon me, to try and help out Delonte. But after hearing these reports in Dallas, a billionaire basketball fan, Mark Cuban, works to get in touch with Delonte and is successful. Mark meets with Delonte at a gas station and picks him up. He then reunites him with his mother, Delfina Addison. Addison, that's kind of an interesting last name for Dallas. Uh, and Mark pays for their stay at an unnamed Dallas hotel, where shortly thereafter, Mark helps Delonte check into rehab. And I tried looking more into his addiction problems. The only thing I could find was that he had been addicted to embalming fluid. That's not good. No. Like, what the fuck? Does anybody know what is in a bombing? Sure, I actually do know this. I wrote it down. Yeah, tell, please tell. Formaldehyde, methanol, and then I'm going to spell out this word because I can't say it. Um, G-L-U-T-A-R-A-L-D-E-H-Y-D-E. I'm going to try and say it. Glutaraldehyde. Lots of hides. I would have to actually see it in front of me. Yeah. it's uh, Apparently people smoke it. Oh, yeah? Embalming fluid smoking, what you need to know. You want to go ahead and give us the wiki, how? So, mytimerecovery.com says, Drug users have been known to do some dangerous and bizarre things. You may have seen or heard unusual smoking of embalming fluids reported in the news. The drug affects the brain. Um, what is embalming fluid? Does embalming fluid get you high? The, the embalming fluid you, isn't actually a drug and it cannot be taken in pure form. Instead, it is a solvent carried in the real drug, which is PCP, also known as angel dust. Oh, shit. So I guess it's like a you know a further synthetic version of that that people use as a cheap way out, I guess, to have a similar reaction to it huh. as PCP. 
So we can probably assume he was at one point addicted to PCP. Yeah, it's similar to PCP. That would explain his outburst with the cops. It gives a euphoric feeling, adrenaline rush, hallucinations, feeling detached from reality, self-delusions, like superhuman strength, like Flocka. That's what... That's some heavy shit, dude. Sounds fun. I guess that explains, like, why within the span of five years his body went from, like, looking like a 35-year-old to a 50-year-old. That is... Man, that's sad. So that and in addition to alcoholism. It, it is assumed Delonte is still in rehab to this day while we're making this podcast. Um, working through his mental health issues as well as addiction problems. Wasn't just a week ago or something like that Mark Cuban came out and said he is still in rehab? Yes. Yeah, that was about a week ago. Um, so it, it's a sad story with a, a bit of a heartwarming ending. Uh, I'll be sure to update you. and Hopefully uh, heartwarming. More heartwarming, yes. I'll be sure to update you, too, and the listeners on any further reports on Delonte. Uh, but there you have it. The tumultuous tale of Delonte West. Not only is that sad, but, you know, I think I think one of the biggest things is that, and we've all dealt with this to a certain extent, is that if people are going through stuff, you just need to communicate what's going on and be transparent about that. And, like, don't... And that's just... Props to Mark Cuban, man, because I know people reach out, and apparently he had some sort of effect on his life to the point. Because if you have Doc Rivers, your mom, and other people reaching out, but you won't respond to that, it I, I don't know. I know that their relationship was short, but I, apparently Mark Cuban probably had some sort of influence over Delonte's life for him to be able to be like, I hey, I trust so. you. Like that's that that's some that's a pretty close connection, I would assume. And props to, props to Mark Cuban for for doing that, and I hope I hope that this. Gets I mean, his head right. There's also the flip side where, like, Doc Rivers and all that, he might not have been at his rock bottom yet. So they might have reached out, but he's like, I'm still doing good. You know, he's in that kind of state of mind. Yeah, I get Routinely that. Routinely through doing research, Delonte continuously, you know, avoids questions with reporters about him being bad, that he he's doing fine, he's not homeless, all these things that are clearly not true. That's what I'm saying. He got to that point, finally, where yeah. I'm I'm in a bad way. Um, and Mark Cuban reached out, and it just was the right timing. Living under the underpass at 75 and, you know, uh, Royal yeah. or whatever. I've actually seen homeless people right at that intersection before. But, yeah, there you have it. It's a sad story, but it's, it's ongoing, and uh, I hope the best for the guy, for sure. Well, yeah, we hope the best. Prayers, thoughts. If you're listening, Delante, chat out, bro. We love you. You guys got anything else before we sign off? No, I don't have anything. Um, I all the other than I did want you guys to wear costumes next week, and we could take like a fun picture. Yeah, I'm gonna wear a mask. I'll come with a name tag on. You're just gonna wear a surgical mask. I know what you're saying. I'm gonna wear a mask. What kind of mask? Are you gonna wear like a A Halloween uh, mask? Okay. It's, it's going to hide my identity to some degree. <laughs> Facial recognition cameras will not pick me up. You can't see this, but Thomas is literally bashing his head into his microphone right now <laughs> that we spent buku bucks on. So thanks for destroying it company was, property. It was a soft bounce. I paid for my fair share of this microphone. Yes, I can you do did. what I want. Yeah, yes, you give did. us Amexes. Okay. Um, this has been another episode of... Guys, I love you. Four listeners i love you what episode is this episode eight episode eight guys troy men's number number eight daniel Daniel jones's number (laughs) daniel deficit jones daniel dimes Dimes. and lamar jackson and lamar jackson all right later guys love you love you in it later skater